Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 275. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you short on time when it comes to training your restaurant staff? Well, if you are, don't worry. I'm sure you're not alone. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can find that light by visiting Tipsy for a whole library of video courses delivered by world barista champions, leading sommeliers, marketing gurus, and customer service superstars. Learn more by clicking the Tipsy banner in the show notes. If you choose to subscribe today, you'll get a special 50% discount because your restaurant unstoppable listeners get on it. Menuvative by iMenu Tech has been the pioneer of cloud to tablet menu publishing for over five years. By using Menuvative, you'll reduce your costs, increase guest spending, and provide a better guest experience by being more informative. Find the banner in the show notes or head over to iMenuTech.com to learn more. Again, that's iMenuTech.com. One more time, iMenuTech.com. Yo, what is going on? All you unstoppable restaurant professionals. It's your host, Eric Cacciatore. I got a great interview for you today. Hope you guys like that new sound effect there. That was, that was different, right? Uh, anyway, uh, I'm shooting from the hip today. Today, I have on the show three listeners of Restaurant Unstoppable, and uh, we're here to discuss what they've learned. They're all different uh in different parts of their career on different tracks. Uh, and, and they're just here to share with us what they learned. And uh, this is a, uh, a little bit different shooting from the hip today. Don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and this is a, re- a result. This episode is a result of somebody writing me a Facebook message asking specifically for this type of episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a good one. Buckle up. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you, Luke Fairbank, Colton Schultz, and Lee Jackson. Colton, Luke, Lee, are you guys feeling unstoppable today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they say. All right. At the end of every episode, you guys hear me always asking for you to connect with me on Facebook or to shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Uh, and this is the reason why. Because I meet amazing people like Luke, like Colton, like Lee, and like uh, somebody who just wrote me a message a few weeks back saying, and this this person was uh, Nate Linskug, who just opened the Tower Grill in Nampa, Idaho. Congratulations, Nate, and thank you for the message. Uh, that message that he sent me read, I'd like to hear an episode with podcast listeners, people who started listening to Restaurant Unstoppable and have had success stories from applying the things they've learned listening to your show. So I did some reflection. Uh, I extended an invitation to the three gentlemen that are here with me today uh, who are all at different parts of their career. Uh, and we'll learn more about where they are as we go. Um, and in my opinion, they're doing a lot of things right, and we'll dive into that. Uh, but I really just wanted them to, to share with us today how listening to Restaurant Unstoppable has impacted their lives and in, in the decisions they're currently making in their careers. So uh, before we dive into this topic, I want to take a, just a second to 
make something clear, and that is success is relative, and it depends on a specific aim or purpose. And I found that the most successful people in life, not just in the restaurant industry, have that overarching definition of success, whether it's owning 10 restaurants or just making uh, that one restaurant they own as amazing as possible. Uh, but they don't start for you know shooting for that ultimate goal. Like They don't just take one shot for that, that, that ultimate goal to get there right away. They take little steps, and over time, they know little small goals, and over time, they they reach those goals that get them one step further in the direction of their ultimate goal. Uh, and that's what these people are doing. And that's my definition of success is just having those small scalable goals that you can attain and get you closer to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in your life. So now that we got that clear, um, let's just take a quick second to uh, introduce everybody. And uh, what we're going to do is just introduce everybody. Uh, they're going to give us a quick bio of who they are. Uh, they're going to, <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to share a success quote or mantra, uh, and then we're going to dive into what they've learned on the show. And uh, during the pre-interview chat, uh, we I said that we're going to do it differently, but I I'm, I jump back and forth a lot. You guys can, you're smart dudes. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll get through this. It's going to be awesome. So let's start with Luke. Luke, who are you? What you're all about? And uh, where you are in your career now? But first, kick it off with a success quote or mantra. I guess my mantra is always, uh, it's more of a personal mantra um, that certainly follows me into my business uh, management style. Um, it's follow your passion and you'll always find your purpose. Mm, I dig that, man. Follow your passion. You'll always find your purpose. Uh, real quick, how does that sing to you? And then let's find out where you are in your career. Absolutely. It's just, um, you know, it's a lot about finding what you're good at as well um, and finding your purpose in the, you know, in the moment that we're in. Um, it, you know, it can be an overarching thing, but I actually see it more um, as you were stating with, you know, your goals can be relative and ever changing as well. Uh, you know, your passions can change too, but you got to find what you're passionate about. You got to find what you're knowledgeable about and you got to fit yourself into that purpose. Absolutely. So. And just to tie on to that, so often people, they don't know what their passion is. They don't know what they're good at. And they start putting their, they, they lean their ladder up against the wrong building and they start climbing this, this ladder and it's not where their passion is or it's not where their skill is. Uh, and so find that first. And then when you find out what you're truly passionate about, what you're truly good at, then find your, your purpose. And I think that's great stuff. So uh, where are you in your career right now? Real quick. Well, um, I'm in the process now of opening my first restaurant. Um, we are about a week away from moving into the building space. Um, and then, you know, I guess the real work begins at that point. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Uh, and Colton, take it away. What's your success quarter mantra? Eric, what's up? Thanks for having me on the show again. My pleasure, dude. Glad to be here. My mantra is even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. This is actually in my office at my restaurant because, as you know, we have a railroad theme. So I feel like this success code is very pertinent to our operation and it just uh, resonates a lot with me. So really dive into that real quick. I mean, from what I get from that quote is if you're not pushing yourself constantly to grow, to, to get to the next level, to have a goal, to attain that goal, you're going to get passed. You're going to get crushed because there's no such thing as nothing for now if you want to be successful exactly i firmly believe that you know every single day i want to make sure that 
I'm bettering myself, bettering my team, progressing forward. I feel like if you get stagnant and just sit there, there's no, you know, in between because you're just going to start digressing. Awesome. And uh, tell us real quick where you're at with your uh, restaurant, your career, and uh, yeah, ticket. I live in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, never worked in a restaurant in my life. Always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, and I was really looking for something that would get me excited and allow me to you know, follow my dreams. And I just happened to um, be presented with an opportunity where I could dive into a very up and coming company that has been established for over 20 years that needed a lot of help, a lot of operational help, system help, technology, you name it. And I dove in head first, opened my first one. We've been very successful. And I am in actually in the works right now of taking over the whole corporation in all seven locations. Wow, man. Awesome stuff. And then last but not least, Lee, hit us with your success quote or mantra and then tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to be here as well, guys. So my success quote or mantra comes from a mentor of mine, uh, and it's something that was instilled uh, in me several years ago, uh, and that is uh, consistency equals impact. Mm, I dig it, man. Consistency equals impact, and I feel like that kind of speaks for itself, but really dive into that and why it resonates with you, Lee. Yeah, I think it speaks for itself. I think it can be met with criticism, too, because consistency can sometimes equal complacency. So uh, the way that it was put into context for me was uh, if you think about your restaurant uh, as a guest and you go there and you have the best burger that you've ever had uh, and a month later you go back there and it's not the same. Uh, you know, there's less dressing, the bun's different, the fries aren't fried at the same temperature or, uh, you know, the same crispiness that uh, is a simple term. Uh, you're, you're not going to have the same experience and then you may not go back there again. Um, that's, that's it. And that for me made it, made it really connect. Awesome. I love it. And tell us real quick where you're, you're at in your career and what you're, you're currently up to. Yeah. Uh, so in my career, uh, currently I, I live in Toronto, Canada. Uh, I work for a restaurant group called Oliver and Bonaccini Restaurants. Uh, it's a group that consists of 15 unique uh, brand restaurants, uh, eight unique uh, event venues, and has a catering division. Uh, my journey to get here has uh, been since I was about 14 years old. Uh, I started working in quick service, uh, did not take uh, a hospitality education path. Uh, I found myself in police foundations, uh, studying to, to be a cop, uh, ended up working as an armored guard for, uh, for a group that went around and cleared night vaults for, for several years and uh, had the opportunity to get uh, post-secondary and stayed in justice and, and studied for law. Uh, and when I went to university for law, uh, I started serving in a restaurant uh, and that's where I got the bug. And I graduated uh, all I wanted to do was get back into a restaurant, and uh, I was fortunate enough to end up with the group I ended up with and got some great mentors, and uh, here I am today uh, looking after five restaurants uh, with this group. As the director of operations, correct? That's correct. Awesome. So I think it's safe to say we've got a pretty good spread right now from somebody who's just about to open their first restaurant, from somebody who just opened their first restaurant and is crushing it and is just charging ahead, and then with Lee, who has uh, this incredible experience as a director of operations for five restaurants with an extremely successful restaurant group. So I, I don't even know. You guys haven't even shared with me what you've learned. So I this is exciting for me. I think you can probably hear that excitement in my voice, but let's start with Luke. Luke, um, I mean, what are first just list out those the three 
biggest takeaways you've got from our guest mentors, the people that have shared with us what has allowed them to become successful? Yeah, the uh, the three episodes that I've kind of pulled from is uh, one is uh, Nick Fosberg from here in Chicago as well. He uh, talked a lot about you know Facebook marketing um, and you know really maximizing that uh, marketing budget. Like, I mean, I I just feel like that's going to be huge for us. Um, again, of me just starting out, I've yet to uh, kind of. Uh, actually put this into practice but uh you know it's, it's part of the overall plan and uh it was just amazing information now, have, um, you, have you connected with nick i have not yet Ooh, you I, um, let me help you with that but i don't want to derail okay. you but go on to the second thing you learned no absolutely uh the second one was uh ben Falecchia. um you know just great experience but uh you know the biggest things i took away from him was he, he told a story about when he was managing, um, you know, he's general manager of one of his first restaurants and the, the owner comes in and he asks him a question. Uh, I think it was, where is Mr. Smith? And he goes, Oh, I don't you know. I don't know where Mr. Smith is. And, you know, he, he eventually found that, you know, he needed to know, you know, every customer in his restaurant, he needed to know at every point in the course, you know, where they were at. They, you know, essentially he broke it down to every server has their, you know, station. Every back of house person has their station. You know, you have to know as a manager everything they know, plus everything that kind of intertwines uh, the experience for the guests. So, I mean, that that was a huge takeaway for me. Um, awesome. And the third one, uh, another Chicago guy, uh, Mike Anino, uh, got his. Uh, he said he got a start at Potbelly Sandwich Works here in Chicago, and he worked with Lettuce Entertain You, which is huge. Um, but, you know, the the biggest thing he actually taught me was, and that's something that I actually uh, was able to uh, execute already, but it was actually when he was talking about, you know, the answer of the question, where do you get your initial capital? And it was funny because... His first answer was just, you know, you got to, you got to make the, what do you say? He got, you have to work with the numbers you have, not make, you know, not make the numbers work for what you want to have. Mm. Something like that. And, um, you know, you, you as a, you know, a great interviewer as you are, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, you push back on it and you said, you know, how, well, how do you get those numbers? And, you know, he, he brought up a point that, the culture of the restaurant business and owners, it's kind of changing in that, you know, before owners would kind of, you know, they keep their secrets to themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's getting more and more that, you know, restaurateurs want to help out other restaurateurs. We see this as, you know, if, if everyone does well, you know, then we do better, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, you know, you just have to ask for help, you know, ask the person down the street, you know, what they're seeing on a Friday night or, um, but, but anyway, I, I took that to heart. And, uh, the next time I saw the, uh, owner of the, of the bar that I frequented and we had gotten on a first name basis since then. And, uh, he knew I was opening a restaurant, but, you know, we never sat down and talked about it. And I, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, I, I need help with this. Um, 
you know, how can you help me? And honestly, I, without me taking that initiative and asking that question, you know, I've, I've met a few amazing people and, you know, it wouldn't have been possible without that. And just that little bit of knowledge, I think is really what, you know, made me get to the point I'm at even now. So, all right, Luke, strap in. Cause we're going down this road. We're going to really dive into this piece of advice. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm glowing right now over here. I, I get a lot of people who will call. We'll, sh- we'll set up that 15-minute one-on-one chat, and they'll ask me, like, what's what can I do right now to find the perfect location? Or, like, what can I do right now to uh, get the money? To I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I don't have a simple answer for you. Honestly, the best thing you can do right now is surround yourself with somebody who's gone through all those things and then just, just learn from them. Like, we only have 15 minutes right now. I'm not going to give you the, the secret formula surround yourself with people that can help you who you can lean on all the time and that's what you did and that's why when i think of the one thing that the reason why i selected all of you the one reason why i selected you luke was because you did that you you found this person that can help you and honestly would you have done would you have done it if you didn't listen if you didn't hear that piece of advice from mike i i really don't think i would have i you know i had a you know that inclination that people do kind of keep their successes to themselves, you know, their secrets, their, you know, especially when you're talking about money, uh, it's, it's such a touchy subject to some people, you know, you you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to bring it up. So, no, I can, I completely agree with you. When I first started this podcast, I was like, am I crazy? Like who was going to sit down and (laughs) give me the, the secrets and Who's going to share with me what makes them successful? Like people protect their secrets. That's why they're successful. But the, tr- the truth is completely opposite. The people who are successful are the ones that are willing to share what it takes to become successful. And then they duplicate themselves because they're constantly backing themselves up with mentoring other people, finding opportunities for other people. They make it about growing other people. And I see that happening in your story. But real quick, what are some of the things that you learned from this gentleman? What's his name? Um, his name is Kevin Abercrombie. Uh, he owns a bar here in uh, Chicago as well as uh, a brew pub up in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. So what are some of the biggest lessons that Kevin's taught you? You know, honestly, it was, you know, with him, it was mostly just information. It was, uh, it was... I'm putting you on the spot here. I realize. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I mean, you don't have to get into the details. Look, just real quick. Like, what are some of the things that like you opened your eyes to things that you didn't consider, but after making this, this connection, this developing this relationship, you're better now because of it. Well, honestly, he, I mean, the biggest thing he did was he introduced me to mm. his partner, essentially who helped him with the back of house. Mm hmm. I, like him, was always, you know, a front of house server, bartender, whatever. Um, and, you know, I needed someone to fill in that second half of the business. Without, which this guy became, you know, a, a business partner of mine now. Uh, without him, my business plan wouldn't have been anywhere close to complete. Um and so it, it was that knowledge of, of getting to know this other person through him that helped me the most. But the, another big thing he, he shared with me was he was at the time opening this brew pub in, in Wisconsin. And, you know, he shared with me 
the projections for that. Um, he shared with me his P&L from the current bar he was at. So, you know, what he's paying a month on processing and, and uh, you know, all those little expenses that you don't really consider when you're trying to, you know, get your numbers down on paper. Were you helping him with this opening? Were you there shadowing him going through that process, process of opening his restaurant? I was not for that one. No, okay. that, that one was up in Wisconsin. Um, you know, but we would he would kind of share stories with me, too, of, you know, things that ended up happening that he didn't foresee um biggest thing being you know time and equipment costs um you know the more time you spend in in all this construction you know the more you have to pay so you know it was it was kind of more tales of uh of caution as well oh yeah absolutely are there any other like final points you want to uh share with us things that you learned from this experience before we kind of all reflect on what you've shared with us sure um I mean, lastly, I, my business partner ended up getting a position, a director um, of uh, food and beverage at, through a sports management company who took over a, a bar and restaurant. And as you say, you know, you kind of need to get the right experience. And um, again, just through meeting this person, he asked me to come on board uh, early in the, the spring as you know kind of the director of beverage up there and i I got to completely create from scratch you know a a bar i got to uh you know build all the cocktails i got to order all the beers you know create a wine program and i you know i had done this at, at varying degrees in my other restaurants but i never got to build something from scratch from my own vision and uh you know you've pointed out to me a couple times that you know, that's exactly what you want to hear people do is, you know, get that experience with other people's money mm-hmm. before you uh, <laughs> use your own, right? But, uh, you know, that that was instrumental in me really, you know, I, I can't say that I I learned much other than that, you know, I'm ready to do it. Awesome. I, awesome. I, you know, I succeeded. So it, it just gives me a lot more confidence. Beautiful. And let's reflect on that. Uh, Colton, Lee, do you guys have... Anything that's like running through your head right now as you're listening to Lou talk that you want to share with us? Start with uh, Colton. It's good stuff. I mean, I really think I was able to relate with a lot of that. Um, You know, specifically the first example, what he was talking about, and Eric, you brought it up about how, you know, in 15 minutes you can't. It's hard to just tell somebody where you're going to go to get financing, how you're going to find a location, stuff like that. So I was able to relate with – you know, Luke on that aspect of just having to grind and figure that out. Mm-hmm. And real quick, where, where did you, where did you go to get that information? Well, I, you know, I started with podcasts, um, quickly realized that restaurants are not the cheapest thing to invest in. So that's when, you know, personally I had to figure out a strategy of how I'm going to make this happen. If this is the, you know, route that I want to go. So yeah. And you, you, something else that you did, which I think is smart, sometimes you can't, you don't have the time to necessarily volunteer or always to surround yourself with these people, but you can also make a smaller investment and get specialized uh, help from a consultant or, or an expert like you did with Roger Bodwin of Restaurant Rockstars, correct? Right. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. How did that, did that help you at all? It absolutely did. I mean, I have other businesses that I own, but the restaurant industry is just a beast of its own, you know, so I wanted to consult with somebody that, 
you know, has been there and done that. Mm -hmm. So once I quickly knew that, you know, like I believe Lee said, you know, the bug bit him, same thing happened with me. And I think uh, discussing that with uh, an industry veteran, you know, I was able to really then dive into where I'm going to go with it. And it just helped, you know, reassure me at the path I wanted to take. Yeah. And Roger's a great guy. If you guys are interested in connecting with Roger, let me know. I'll be more than happy to I'll also have the link in the show notes. This is episode 275. So just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 275. And Lee, what about you? What were some of the things that were rushing through your head as you were listening to Luke talk? Uh, I think the thing that uh, stuck with me the most, and it's one of my takeaways that I'm going to talk about, is really looking at uh, Nick Fosberg's episode and the the marketing tools, uh, sort of technology marketing tools uh, that were a takeaway. Um, I don't necessarily resonate with, uh, you know, getting funding because I, I work for an organization, I work yeah. for somebody else. Uh, but uh, with regards to marketing, you know, I work with a group that uh, started 25 years ago uh, and what got them uh, here isn't going to get them there uh, if you know what I mean uh, and, and our marketing practices started 25 years ago as well so <laughs> being able to evolve and, and stay up on uh, things like Snapchat and Facebook and uh, the other methods that have been talked about uh, I think it was uh, Bruce Irving or uh, somebody did a, an episode on uh, mass email uh, and and how to do that well uh, and building it and the statistics that go along with that. Uh, those were the things that were rushing through my head. Yeah, that, that was Bruce Irving, and he is a pro. He knows so much. Uh, and I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast is to, to pull these people together who are just experts on what they do, who have the knowledge, have them to, to use this platform to share just a little bit of information, and then together – with all these people to come together, it, it forms a big picture of what needs to happen. And I'm always here willing to make an introduction to these people. I, I love connecting people. Uh, Bruce is awesome. Check out his podcast, Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Uh, uh, awesome resource there. Thank you for mentioning that, Lee. And just to reflect on Luke's uh, what Luke shared with us, some of the things that I was typing away as he was talking, uh, the path you took, connecting with a mentor, growing your network, it's not necessarily the mentor that's going to give you the access to the information through that person. I mean, great people attract other great people. And in this industry, to be successive, to, to be successful, you're only going to be as good as the people you attract onto yourself. So get yourself under that umbrella. Surround yourself with these amazing people. This this person, you're, the, 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 the founder of this restaurant group, he will put you in touch with other people that will bring information to you that will share with you the things they learned. And maybe even who knows, this might be a potential partnership for you in the future, but you can't do it alone. And it's going to take a long time to attract this greatness to you on your own. So start with just being around those people, volunteering your time to just get access to this network. Uh, that's what really, that's what I heard Luke when you're talking to, to us and, I mean, I think you're just a beautiful example of that. So thank you, Luke. Awesome stuff. Colton. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You got to hit us now with the three things, uh, the three big takeaways you've learned from listening to Restaurant Unstoppable. Definitely. Well, I had five, so I'm just going to. Oh, beautiful. I'm gonna, but I'm only going to do three, though. <laughs> okay. I got, I've uh, narrowed it down here. But first and foremost would be the episode with Brandon. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Krostowski. I think that's Brandon Krostowski. But pretty much in that episode, you know, he talked a lot about um, 
investing in yourself, you know, as no one will invest in you unless you invest in yourself. Another thing that he talked about was putting together an awesome business plan, which I love business plans. So I was really, I really connected with that. Um, and then another, another thing was he talked about hiring people with grit and potential. And I feel like I was able to really build an A-team at my restaurant by hiring for personality based on experience. Um, several people were kind of wondering when I didn't hire these people that had a lot of experience, but I feel like sometimes those people feel entitled and, you know, then they're going to think they're above everybody else, where if you have someone that has personality, you can't really teach that. You know, you can always teach the experience part of it, which, I mean, it's sometimes a little more difficult, but I'd rather have someone that always has a smile on their face every single day, you know, especially when we're dealing with a lot of adversity with a busy opening restaurant. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I think another thing he brought up was that there's no balance between work and life. There's only life. I still think I'm work. I'm, I need to work on that a little bit, but, uh, I just thought that was very interesting. I'm typing away as you're talking. Uh, one thing that really has stood out with me with this podcast uh, is, yeah, uh, that hiring uh, for personality and attitude and passion and uh, social and emotional intelligence um, right. and then providing the opportunities to these people. Uh, and I think a lot of times we get kind of sidetracked. We're trying to uh, – we, we don't want to put – the work into training people uh, that takes a lot of work. I don't have the time for that. I want to plug you into my, my business and this, you know, let it, you know, work that way. But then you're creating people dependent businesses. And what happens if that person leaves, right? Like, exactly. so how have you, um, being somebody who has hired for personality and potential, how did you, how do you train these people? How, what systems did you put well, in place to, to make it about, yeah, depending on the I mean, systems, it all, not the people. Exactly. It all starts with the systems and processes of we, me and my GM, which is actually my brother, we have spent countless hours on creating systems and procedures and processes. So that way we can easily train. Um, that way we're, when we implement something new, you know, it's all kind of consistent. It's the same. So our formats are the same. So that way when they do see this, it's not like, no, it's nothing earth shattering where they're just going to get completely overwhelmed. So you know, we've worked very diligently on creating these systems that pretty much, I mean, we kind of joke around and we say that we want to be able to make these these training processes so easy that a dog could do. I mean, you never know. I mean, one day we had four people call in sick and I grabbed a person that's never done that role before. We tossed him in there. He, you know, struggled for the first 15 minutes, but without too much guidance, he was able to follow those systems and processes. And now he's actually one of our best um, assembler and drop uh, positions. So, you know, you really have to spend time on those. It's not always the funnest thing to do because it's a lot of monotonous type stuff, but really being able to get it on black and white so that way everyone's speaking the same language is super important. Awesome. Are there any other uh, takeaways, uh, big things that impacted you in your life, in your career from listening to this podcast? Absolutely. So the next one um, is Bruce Irving. So um, Bruce, you're getting some shout outs today, man. I can't wait to no hear this. Kidding. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that's one of mine. But Eric, you know that Facebook and social media is very important to me. I feel like we've done a very good job with that, with creating a buzz. And I mean, it's actually blown up even bigger than I thought. But we actually hired our entire team strictly just from Facebook. And I haven't even went to North Dakota Job Service or had any other you know, agencies or entities help me out to get um, employees. And it's just so amazing how powerful Facebook is. And 
pretty much all the advertising and marketing channels we've utilized, we have now stepped back from and we always continue to just go back to Facebook because we've organically created such a following that when we do post good content, it takes off so much by itself and then you put in a little boost where you can boost a post for a small amount of money and it's just amazing the thousands of views that we get. Um, you know, we're exploring Snapchat right now with creating some geo filters and stuff like that. I just think it's so powerful. So whenever I hear an episode that talks about that stuff, I mean, that's just where we're at in this day and age. You have to be on the top of that, you know, like Lee was saying, and you always got to be evolving and pivoting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm headed over to Smart Pizza Marketing website right now because I know he has a few courses that he's put together that you can take like today if you wanted to, to learn more about these things. Um, so real quick, uh, I, I know he has a Snapchat course. I know he has a Facebook marketing course. Uh, they're right there. If you go over to uh, smartpizzamarketing.com, uh, you'll find the, the courses he has. Uh, but again, with Nick Fosberg, too, another guy who has put together these courses uh, that can help you guys out. Um, and let's just reflect. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to share, Colton, I was just going to open it up to Luke and Lee to reflect on some of the things you just share with us. Yep. No, that's fine. All right, Lee, take it away. Sure. Uh, I think, you know, when you talk about systems and structure, um, the show often goes back to people uh, being the most important part. And hiring for personality Mm. is great and training for skill. Uh, And that's something I've heard over and over and over again in the podcast. So uh, that's something I had on my list here as well. I'm going to be I can have nothing to talk about here, guys. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Luke, what was what was uh, really just resonating with you while Colton was speaking? Well, on top of what Lee said as well, um, the the business plan aspect. I've you know I've heard a lot of guests state that as well. But you know you have to have a solid business plan, especially you know for me, I was heading out to try to get investors. I didn't have the capital myself to to make this possible. Mm. Um, so yeah, investing in yourself and creating a small a, a strong business plan is, is key, and it's you know it's necessary. Yeah, and just to tie on to that, I mean, if you don't have a lot of capital, um, one of my favorite sayings is your network is your net worth. Uh, if you don't have the money on you to invest in whatever your vision is, go bust your ass for somebody else. Go build that reputation for yourself. Uh, show people what you got. You can become an asset for somebody else. Like that is so often the way these these people who look like their successes overnight they didn't become a success overnight they they worked their butts off to get in a position to be a person of value like money isn't the only asset in this world your knowledge your network uh your your word your integrity those are all assets uh hey eric yo i I think you're a great example of that because i was actually just talking to my brother my gm about that and i think obviously your vast network, I mean, is so valuable. And he was just blown away by, you know, seeing some of the guests you had on. He's like, it's just amazing. That guy goes out there and hustles and is able to meet all these people and just talk with them. And, you know, I mean, just think <laughs> of all those people that you could reach out to that could just give you the great advice where they're going to answer your phone call before mine, you know, type of thing. So well, I think that's really- thank you, Colin. I, I appreciate that. But just know that the reason why I do it is because of the reward I get when I know it's helping other people. So uh, it, yeah. it's so rewarding and I love every second of it. But thank you for pointing that out, Colin. Uh, <laughs> but I completely got derailed. I don't know what the point I was about to make. Uh, Colton's kind words, um, but just make your like. Don't get caught up in the money. Like uh, Mike Canino said, like like uh, Luke pointed out earlier, uh, work with what you have. 
and ask yourself what if and get creative. There, if you say it's not possible, your mind will shut off. So don't have that attitude. Uh, and just to kind of sum, summarize or to sum up with my final thought, going back on what Colton said with the whole, you know, you, you've got to hire for personality and potential. I just finished uh, a chapter in Small Giants, uh, the book by Bo Burlingham, an incredible book, uh, where he talks about teach or T-E-T, which is an acronym for teach, equip, trust. And uh, you've, we've got to put the resources, we've got to take the time to really uh, teach our people and to re- equip them with, with whatever tools they need, knowledge they need to be successful. And if you can do that and you can develop trust, uh, th- that's just an incredible uh, way. I, I mean, a great place to learn about this is um, Nick, um, Nick's University, uh, the, fo- the writer, the, the founder of Nick's Pizza. Uh, he wrote A Slice of the Pie. Uh, a great book where he talks about trust and track or yeah, trust and track, uh, which is very similar to this, uh, teach equipped, uh, trust, uh, philosophy. So check that out. And, uh, awesome stuff. We got to wrap it up with Lee. Now Lee will get to you, but real quick, we got to take a break to thank our sponsors. When you're running a busy restaurant, it's pretty hard to find time for training. Well, Tipsy has a whole library of video courses from industry experts, including world barista champions, marketing gurus, and customer service superstars. Get your staff watching Tipsy courses and watch their growth help your business. With Tipsy, scheduling training, tracking skills growth, and measuring engagement is a piece of cake. In the hospitality industry, we never have enough time, so training often falls away. But as management legend Andy Grove says, the only two ways to improve performance are training and motivation. Tipsy provides both. Click the Tipsy banner in the show notes to find out more. Because your Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll receive a special 50% off your first month. What are you waiting for? Get on it. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you actually selling food and beverage or are you just taking orders from a menu that says, here's what we have and here's what it costs? Modern consumers are addicted to smart devices and visual media is the best way to engage them with information. That is why more restaurants today are replacing their paper menus with Menuvative by iMenuTech. It's simple. Menuvative replaces your paper menus with tablets. This provides more room for photography, descriptive language, and wine pairings. Suggestive selling is now an inherent part of the modern menu experience. In my opinion, here's the best part. Menuvative preserves the integrity of the classic dining experience because it's not a kiosk and it does not replace the impactful service experience. What it does do is reduce costs, increase sales, improve more marketing and provide a better guest experience by being more informative to learn more head over to imenutech.com again that's imenutech.com all right lee what are some of these big takeaways uh that you've got from listening to the show uh yeah eric so uh, the first takeaway i had written down here is just a personal affirmation that i'm not alone uh as an industry individual uh, the path I've taken, uh, the things that I believe work. Uh, it's great to hear other leaders from around North America uh, sharing very similar philosophies uh, because, uh, again, speaking as somebody who works for an organization, um, you know, 
eventually it gets to a point if, if your goals, Luke and Colton, are, are to grow your businesses, it gets to a point where you're looking at results. Uh, and there's a fine balance of, uh, of getting results and, and then people because labor, labor is your, your most controllable cost when you get down to uh, really optimizing these businesses. Um, but uh, I personally uh, believe that uh, if, you, if you put the right people in place and you train and you develop them, uh, the results will speak for themselves. Uh, at a certain stage, uh, as your as your groups grow or your restaurants grow, uh, that is a, a core belief that's often challenged. So it's always very refreshing for me to listen to all of these great guests on the show. Um, yeah, so that's that's my first one. Say that one more time. Just it, there was a lot there, and what I picked out from that was putting the right people in the right place. Is that was that the the main message? Uh, there were a lot of messages there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the first is that uh, it's a it's a personal affirmation that uh, this is a great industry to work in uh, and work for uh, someone or, or for a group. We can't all be owners. Mm-hmm. Um, second, uh, when you do work for somebody, uh, often you're working for them to provide results. Uh, there's a certain expectation that people have of you. Um, and my personal belief of, of what works is that people are the most important resource within the restaurants. Mm. Um, and the show has helped to uh, create, a, a, I guess, an equilibrium between those result-driven uh, obligations, if you will, uh, of a role uh, like this, uh, but also the fact that the results really come from people. And no matter who is uh, calling me uh, or messaging me about my labor spend or not achieving uh, budgets, uh, that if we're investing in our people, that stuff is going to come, uh, and, and being able to to push back, if you will, uh, on that uh, as as an operator, uh, that's a huge takeaway for me. Awesome. Are there any other uh, big takeaways, or is, is that it? Was that the big one for you? That's uh, that's the big one. I have two other big ones that I wrote down. Um, one thing that I think all of your listeners should do is visit your website more. <laughs> uh, the resources that you post, uh, this one is, is layered. Uh, the technologies that are mentioned, um, I don't really have any individual uh, people. I have several. Um, we talked about Bruce uh, Irving. We talked about Nick Fosberg. Uh, another big takeaway was Giorgio Tavernetti, which was another social media driven. He was a Toronto guy from Frank's Pizza House okay. uh, talking about Snapchat. Mm. That was a good and one. That was a good one. And it was a real eye-opener for me. Uh, recently, I took 70 first-year uh, college students in a hospitality program at around four of our locations. And I tried to implement a social media contest to, to get engagement from them and uh, really start to be able to communicate with, with a new generation. Uh, but I made the mistake of not including Snapchat uh, in that uh, in that. Uh, incentive and I had them on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, and I got you know seven posts. Uh, and at the end, when I was speaking to the students, uh, they said, "What are you talking about? We were posting all day." And I said, "What? What were you posting on?" And every single one of them was posting on Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, I think that social media is becoming uh, something, and, and this show has taught to me. Uh, really, there's generational or demographic. Uh, segments to each social media platform mm-hmm. now uh and i know my parents are on facebook uh and i'm not uh anymore you know or not as much uh and i'm more on instagram and that's where my my friends are and people in my age group but then i look at uh 
and I'm 31, which I don't think people, uh, I don't think I've mentioned, but uh, now, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds, uh, which is the next generation coming through are on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there'll be something else Absolutely. that comes up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and a reflection from Colton or Luke. That's good stuff, Lee. Um, I really, um, when you talked about labor costs and how that's, you know, your most controllable expense, I mean, that's a battle that we've been you know, working on every single day. Um, so I, I definitely think that's very important for other people listening to this podcast that are about to be restaurant owners or currently are just because they know how big of a challenge that is. So real quick, just uh, unless Luke, do you want to add anything to this? I was I was just going to say again to tell people to go to your website and look at these. Uh, I am not putting these guys up to saying this. I just want that to be clear. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think I finished. I don't even think I finished the thought on the website. I just got to the technology part. Uh, I'm I'm going to jump in and give you more resources from that website because I think it is important. I know you're not paying us to do this, Eric, but. Uh, the, the book mentions and, and the list of books that I have from other industry professionals, uh, I've got a, a list that's 50 deep uh, just from this show, wow. uh, and that's a huge takeaway. Uh, I've read probably 10 books uh, that have been mentioned, and I haven't been disappointed yet. Awesome. Uh, well, that, that, that's been another huge takeaway. Thank you for, for sharing these thoughts. And just to kind of give you, the listeners, everyone here, my rationale, where I was coming from, you know, when I started this podcast and when I was creating those lists, like it is so overwhelming. If you're coming up in this industry, there's so many resources out there. How do you how do you filter through it all? How do you know what the best is uh, or what to use, who you can trust, uh, and where to start? And that's what the, with the books, where to start. Listen, to, like, these are the books the best have read. Start there. Like you can surround yourself with the best minds in the world by reading their thoughts, uh, especially with audiobooks today. I mean, you can literally transform your kitchen or your car into a university where your whole team is learning. It's so powerful. And you can get a book today for free, a free audiobook by heading over to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable. And then with the resources, like what are the best people in the industry using? They've put the time in to vet these resources to find out what is worth the investment. Start there. Start on this list. And I, there's probably over 70 resources now on that list. And I, I've got a confession. I haven't updated that list in maybe two or three months because there was a lot of repeats. But I've got to go through and update that list because there's going to be probably 100 when I update it. But these tools and these resources, they are essentially systems. And we learned very early on that you have to create system-dependent restaurants and then put amazing people into them. But you could spend hours on end building out these systems that – will work for your restaurant or you can invest uh, in the technology that will build a system that you can never dream of building that will give you because it's all about giving your people the tools, right? Finding the right people, giving them the tools. Those systems, those technologies are the tools that you can give them to deliver the best service. So that's how I look at it. And it's an investment, but you have to invest in your people. Just like Lee said, Lee, what are some of the tools that you've learned about that you've used to invest in your people? uh that's a good question and I, I i can't nothing jumps to mind about what to use but it's just that that re uh that realignment that you need to and be investing in your people mm-hmm. uh, i think that's been the, the big takeaway and that's what i mentioned in takeaway number one is uh taking that extra moment every day before going into work and thinking about how 
who who am I going to impact today? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it a, a young busser or server assistant that told me he wants to be a restaurant manager? Am I going to take that time to have a 15-minute conversation with them and see how they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, check in on what they're working on? Uh, or is it the one that I sat down with last month uh, and I'm going to follow up on if he's achieved those goals uh, and help to guide him through those? Um there's been lots of tools I think that people have talked about in, in, in ways to develop people that have been takeaway, but I can't, I can, not an episode jumps to mind, unfortunately. That's all right. Well, uh, I mean, I, who, uh, any last like reflections or thoughts? Uh, Luke, did we, we got your reflections on Lee, correct? Yes, that's fine. Absolutely. Awesome. So you're, anybody want to share any last thoughts? I think we, we've heard from everybody. I'm, I'm, I've drank way too much coffee. I probably should pass this over to you guys. Uh, to just kind of uh, marinate and share some final thoughts about what we discussed today. Um, I, I guess I'll start. It's Luke. Um, I don't know. I, I just think keep learning is an overarching uh, statement from pretty much every guest you have. And, and, you know, once, once you start, stop learning, once you stop, you know, trying to be better, your restaurant, it, it, it suffers. You suffer. You, you know, um, yeah. and I, I feel like both of you, uh, Colton and Lee are doing that, you know, and, and again, it's just, that's the overarching message I think of a lot of the guests yeah. on the show. And I think yeah. it's, it's, it's sometimes we, I think we think we work hard now, work, 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 and we'll get there and everything will be good. But the truth is, I think that's one of the reasons why passion is so important in this industry because you're never going to stop. And it, there's never going to be the, the the point of reaching. Uh, you're never going to reach a specific point and have it be easy, you know, easy sailing. It's that constant drive for curiosity to learn, evolve, and to not rest on your loyal uh, loyals. Lo- what's the word? Help me out, Laurel. laurels. Thank you. And to always <laughs> push ahead because as soon as you, like Colton shared in the very beginning of this episode, um, you know, it doesn't matter what track you're on. If you stop, you're going to get run over. Uh, beautiful stuff. Uh, Colton, any last thoughts before we, we wrap it up? Yeah, I know uh, we were talking about tools and stuff like that, and I think one of the most powerful ones that I've ever been involved with was the mastermind group that we just wrapped up with. Oh, that's uh, right. That was such a blast. <laughs> amazing. Amazing experience. And why was that valuable for you? Well, you get to uh, talk with like-minded individuals that are you know, pretty much the one that you set up for us, Eric. Everyone was kind of in the same boat, so it was just amazing talking with people all over the world, different countries, different demographics and being able to bounce several ideas off of there. And then, you know, it was just great when you have a good idea, everyone asks a little bit more about it. And then when you have a kind of a bad idea, you have these people that you can trust, you know, squash it pretty quickly and say, well, this is my opinion on it. So just amazing. And just to add on to that, one thing you said, it's great to be surrounded by like-minded people who are in the same position, the same point in their lives. But we even had a couple people like Sandy uh, who had been in business for a couple of years and for her, yep. she uh, at the very last meeting, uh, she confessed that when she first got started, she was a little disappointed because she's with all these people who are in the process of opening their restaurants. Whereas she's been open for two years, she's like, "I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be advanced. I'm not going to have the same knowledge. We're in different places." But she was astonished at how much we brought to her because we're <laughs> all in that research stage of what's out there, what tools. And as soon as you stop growing, the industry is going to get ahead of you. And the technologies, the resources you're leveraging to be the best are going to be outdated. And she learned a lot about just exactly. And now she's going with a exactly. new POS system and yeah. new POS system and all that. So 
So there's, I mean, you can guys, you guys don't need me to set up a mastermind group. Who, who are people in your community that you know who are starting a restaurant? Reach out to them. I mean, exactly. connect with people, share advice, work together. Ship, you know, all ships rise with the tide. Uh, famous quote from Danny Meyer. I don't know where he got it, but awesome. And uh, Lee, final thoughts? Anything you want to share? Yeah, sure. Uh, the final thought, I guess, is just my third takeaway, which uh, was really just the relationship that we've built, Eric. And, and it's eight months ago, I reached out when you started offering the 15 minute chats. And uh, I think it's apparent, you know, through this conversation, uh, that's been a takeaway for Colton and Luke as well. Um, so that's that's my final thought. Uh, you know, just thanks for, for having the podcast and, and what you've done. 300, well, close to 300 episodes is a huge accomplishment. It's great. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate that. And I do love those conversations. Like I said, I'm not going to give you the secret formula, but I will listen. And uh, like Colton pointed out earlier today, I I know a lot of people and I might not have the answer, but I know who does have the answer. And I'm more than willing to write an email to point you in the direction, to refer you to a book, to uh, help you get direction and just, or even just to, to think out loud sometimes to really help. So and I'm always learning from you guys too. Whenever you share your, your challenges with me, I I can then go to somebody who has the answer and have them on the show. And I'm sure if you guys speak up and you tell me what your challenges are, you're going to be helping a lot of other people because the, the truth is I'm on this journey. I'm learning. I, I have dreams to open my own place, but I've learned from talking to these people that I need to develop my, my network first. I need to reach out and and I need to do a lot of other things before that happens. And your you sharing your challenges with me will help me too. So, uh, yeah, let's set up that chat. Awesome. Um, and I guess before we go, I mean, I'll let you guys kind of each call out one person. If you can think of somebody who you admire in this industry, an independent restaurant operator who's doing great things that we can all learn from. Who's one person you can think of right now, starting with uh, Lee, that you, you would love to hear from on the show? I think I have an idea yeah. of who you're thinking of already. Well, I shared some with you, but uh, I have a new name for you. Actually, I wrote a couple down, but I'll, I'll just share the one. Uh, it is the guy who was uh, my mentor uh, when I joined uh, the organization I work for. Uh, his name is Jarrett Young. Uh, he no longer works with the organization. Uh, he left and started his own uh, hospitality consulting company called Blueprint Hospitality. Uh, and uh, really, he's helping uh, independents uh, to grow their businesses now. Uh, continues to mentor people like myself and stay in touch. Uh, really, uh, kind of just showed me he's where the quote came from that I shared at the beginning of the show. Uh, and he's doing some pretty exciting stuff uh, to try to move the industry forward and address some of the issues that are talked about on the show, such as labor shortages and uh, looking at technology to do things like that. So I think he would be an exciting person to have on your show. All right, Jarrett, look out. I'm coming after you. And uh, Colton, who do you have? One person that uh, comes to mind right away. I mean, it'd be kind of a reach, I think, but it's Sally Smith. Um, She's the one that runs all the Buffalo Wild Wings. I was just reading a very interesting article about her, and I was very intrigued. All right, Sally Smith, look out. You'll be getting an email from me. And last but not least, Luke, who do you suggest? You know, it's interesting. I, I, this is a girl I went to college with. I haven't really spoken to her other than once since we both ended up in uh, restaurants. Um, but she, she's been a beverage director. She's been a brand ambassador. Her name is Laura Green. And the most interesting thing is uh, she just graduated with her master's degree in, uh, I believe it's clinical psychology. You know, and just reading her Facebook posts, she has such a great insight in, in kind of the 
food and beverage world from a, uh, you know, from a mental health standpoint. It's just, it's super interesting. Um, but I mean, she, she's currently working, you know, with Stephanie Izzard's restaurants here in Chicago. So, I mean, she knows what she's doing on the restaurant side as well, but, uh, just a very interesting person all around. All right, Laura, Sally, Jarrett, look out. I'm coming after you. I would love to add you to the Melting Pot of Mentors. And Lee, Colton, Luke, thank you guys uh, for, you know, just listening to the show uh, through, I mean, just, just listening, sharing this resource with people. You, you've all done so much to help me uh, spread the word, and I appreciate that. And just recommending guests, uh, Colton join, joining the Mastermind, uh, all of you guys uh, supporting me. Uh, thank you for joining me today and just continuing that support. I, I, I appreciate you guys so much. It was a blast. Thank you. Thank you. And there's no questioning. You're all unstoppable. I guess that's all we have. Uh, we'll, we'll cut it here. Cheers. I, I don't even know where to start uh, with summarizing this interview. There's just so much that was shared. So many great things uh, said in, Honestly, I'm just honored uh, to have had the three of you guys, Luke, Colton, Lee, on the show, uh, supporting the show for a long time, doing some incredible things in your lives. Uh, it was just an honor to make an example of you, to share what you've learned on the show, and just to, to, to recap some of those things that were shared on the show, uh, just connecting with a mentor and asking for help. Um, Luke would have never connected with these people and got this extra advice. If he didn't realize the the power of just asking and surrounding yourself with people who know what they're doing, you do not have to do this on your own. And the most successful people out there, uh, they, they got there because they do invest in other people. They do like helping other people. It's good business to do good onto others. And if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the, the things we need aside from, uh, food and shelter and just basic things to to survive at the very peak of that that triangle that the the peak of that uh list of needs is self actualization and for these people who have had these incredible hospitality careers these restaurant tours they they love to feed that need of self actualization and oftentimes that self actualization is helping the next generation being a mentor developing other people Grow a pair and ask for help. And when you approach these mentors, don't do it from a way of saying, help me, but do it from a way of saying, what can I offer you? How can I serve your mission? How, what do I have for specialized knowledge? And you'll have a better result if you take that approach. Um, I'm going to try to keep this short, but it's probably not going to happen. The next big takeaway for me uh, is uh, learn on someone else's dollar, which really just kind of like – ties into what we we're just talking about uh invest in yourself um was a, a one thing that stood out to me in this episode um and just to kind of i, I had no idea that they were going to say like one of the best pieces of advice that they were going to share with with you the listeners today was to head over to restaurant unstoppable but there is a list of i don't even know i lost count a long time ago how many books are on that book list um you don't have to do the research on your own. That's why I started this podcast to find out from those who are successful what they've learned and where to go so we can take it to the next level. That list of books, restaurantunstoppable.com slash books is a list of every resource that was recommended to, to, to invest in yourself. Uh, 
so you can take it to the next level, so you can become a person of value. Um, read these books, uh, you know, and become valuable to these people that you're going to for mentorship. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a two way street. And then, uh, just, it's about people. It's about investing in people. You're only as good as your team hire for attitude and then be willing to put that time and energy into developing people and investing in their careers. Uh, just that, that teach, equip, trust management style of, Hiring for the attitude, teaching people the knowledge they need to know, giving them the skills they need to know, then e- equipping them with the resources, uh, which is, again, training materials, uh, the tools, the the systems, processes, procedures, the technologies that will allow them to do their job to the best potential. And then just having that level of trust there, developing that culture of I'm here to serve you and you are the most valuable asset to me. You, my people, are the most valuable asset to me. I'm here to serve you. I'll do anything for you. And if you have that attitude, trust will form. And then you just teach, equip, and trust. Provide opportunity. Be that person who becomes the mentor to other people. Uh, it's so important. And then, yeah. I, I mean, those that's what really stood out to me today. And just so honored again. I had... I had no idea that this this episode was literally shooting from the hip. I I reached out to these guys and said, "Hey, I want to ask you what you learned." I had no idea what they're going to bring to the table, and to, the, to know that they are all just had so many, many incredible things to say about the work I'm doing and the resources I'm providing, uh, heading over to Restaurant Unstoppable and finding those books, finding those resources, uh, and th- it's an honor to know that I, I'm busting my butt and people are are just getting that value and it's so rewarding and i just wanted to thank you the listeners for giving me the opportunity to to have somebody to serve uh and again um just uh great stuff uh after we were wrapped up they had great things to say and it, it, it's just an honor um i really want you guys to know that and please do set up those 15 minute calls uh like like you can see like we've learned today that they do have value I'm able to learn so much by being able to listen to your problems. I can get the right people on the show. I literally have a contact list in my phone of some of the best consultants in the industry. I don't have all the answers. I'm here to learn. They do have the answers. Let me get them on the show to solve your problems. Uh, So do reach out to me. Let's have that chat. Uh, And I'm here to serve you guys. Uh, And I'm honored to do it. So. This is episode 275, so just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 275. I'll have a list of all the resources uh, that were mentioned, the people that were mentioned uh, in that in those show notes. And I'll also link to uh, the books page, the resources page. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, uh, that is a resource. That is a tool uh, that's out there for you to take advantage of, so please do. Uh, thank you for sticking around listening to me ramble. Uh, <laughs> it's been a blast today. Uh, Until next time, peace out.